Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor fightfulwrestling.com it is monday may 13th and boy do we have lots to get into tonight monday night raw they're in london we got some news ahead of that but first off let's let's show you what's what's bringing you the show that's the new fightful shop at shop.fightful.com we have all of our designs up there we have hats we have all these designs in multiple colors too Maybe you want the Fightful Beach tea in black. You got it. Maybe you want it in dark blue. Maybe you want it in some weird toothpaste color. Have at it, my friends. I'm not here to judge you. We have the original Fightful tea in a plethora of different colors as well. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, just a ton of great stuff over on the shop. You can also support Fightful by checking out FightfulSelect.com. That is our premium service. Every single week, Mr. Warren Hayes, NXT 205 Live. UK review. Every week we have uh, the Weekender podcast from Steven Jensen. This past week covered ROH, one of their pay-per-views, PWG, Impact, NWA, Being the Elite, just a ton of stuff. Uh, Q&A shows. I did one where I answered, I think, five, six dozen questions last week. You subscribe, you ask as many questions as you want. Also, every week I do the Fightful Report podcast where I give you exclusive news, contract updates, uh, injury updates, all that good stuff. Just go check out FightfulSelect.com. There's something over there you will like. But if you want to ask your question here on the Monday Night Raw show, the Tuesday show, submit a super chat live on YouTube. We will answer your question or read your statement on the air. I am joined tonight by Alex Pawlowski. Alex, the matchup is set. The Bucks versus yes. the Raptors. 
Yeah. Ha- hashtag they the North, but they pay me, so we the North. <laughs> I, I yeah. am paid by people from Toronto. I'm going on yeah. my third Toronto trip this year. I love it. That lucky roll. I'll take it. <laughs> that was the friendliest rim in the history of friendship or rims. Actually, now that I'm listening to your audio, it does still sound like it's from whatever your headset is. But oh, good. Hey, we can we can work on the fly. Um, there's there's a lot that happened today. A lot of news that that emerged. We're gonna get into that ahead of WWE Raw tonight. One of them being that the Undertaker is going to face Bill Goldberg at WWE's Saudi Arabia show, uh, named WWE Super Showdown. Also. Uh, Triple H versus Randy Orton and a 50-man battle royal. Now, I fully expect a Goldberg versus Undertaker match to be brief. I mean, Goldberg spent maybe nine minutes in the ring uh, in his last run. And based on what we know now and looking uh, without having to worry what's going to happen the next week on Raw, <laughs> yeah, I can look back at all of Goldberg's work and say, not so bad. Yeah, yeah, sh- sure. It's much better if he's if he's in short bursts. Um, Taker has a tendency to work long. Uh, I I don't know how that's going to work out with with Goldberg. I'm fine. Listen, the whole thing. I, I'm just I admire the crown prince of Saudi Arabia's restraint that he did not insist on calling this the super duper showdown because it's just the most superest showdown that's ever showed down. But I will say it is a great tragedy that they did not wind up calling this WWE Sands of Time. (laughs) Because I would have only referred to it in this voice. WWE, the Sands of Time. Because oh man, it's it's almost as good as Great Balls of Fire from last year. Jesus, some of these names. You know... You set me up way too early for a blue chew plug. I did. I was waiting. And you for, knew was, it. And you was, knew it. I was there. <laughs> I'll, I'll set it up for you later. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not easy to go from short burst to working long. I know. Uh, yeah. Man, man, I've already had people say, "Oh, when I see you in Vegas, I want you to hit me with a blue chew segue," and I go, "Hey, sir, I'm a married man. <laughs> don't you do that? I don't do that." I, I'm fine with Goldberg versus uh, Undertaker. You know, we can talk about the politics to death, but hey, whatever. James V from Toronto continues to waste our budget by saying Jacob says hello. Jacob is what Jimmy named the big rubber mask of me that he has made. See, Jimmy hits us with these weird names. He has a Stephanie McMahon cardboard cutout that he calls Marie. I don't know why he doesn't just call it El Hijo Del Sean or something like that. Uh, thank you to Gregory Carter, too, for the uh, super chat, as well as Demon Diva. <laughs> the Dick Breath Express asks, <laughs> <laughs> why does Bixen span hate everything? Well, he's Bix. That's kind of what he does. He Probably. hates everything. Yeah. <clears throat> but I hated this first half hour of Monday Night Raw. Gosh, it feels like so long ago. I, I refresh my memory. What happened in the first half hour? Well, I, I tell you what, man. I liked almost everything else on this show. I rather enjoyed this episode of Raw outside of this first half hour. Miz introduced Miz TV, promotes his cage match, and then brings out the big dog. 
of yeah. the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Miz says, hey, maybe we should be in a buddy cop movie. And Reigns is like, hey, you're acting like the old Miz. Why? Why? And I'm like, what? What? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Why, are you, why are you being the Steve Zahn to his Martin Lawrence? Come on I, now. I I don't know, man. It's it's still weird seeing uh, Miz uh, being babyface. I mean, he does it very well, but it's it just like I wanted them. I wanted him to be like, hey, you know, you and I haven't always seen eye to eye. You did take the Intercontinental title off me, but then I took it back. Like I wanted to like like at least acknowledge that these guys haven't always been on the same side. Like I, I, I would, I would, I would, that would make me respect all of this BS a little bit more, but okay, fine. I guess the, the, the weirdest thing for me is that again, they've decided that when it comes to how much Shane McMahon, we want in our lives on a weekly basis, they think that our answer is more, just more Shane McMahon is the most Shane McMahon you can give us. I'm I would to, rather. I, I'm here to tell them that the, the that is not the answer. I would rather they bring in Marissa Mazzola, Shane's wife. Just give me a break from Shane a little bit. Yeah. Rain says that Elias has not done anything in WWE. Calls him a karaoke singer. Some okay lines, and he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Elias hasn't. Miz cuts a really passionate promo on Shane McMahon. Dare I say a little too passionate? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> like when I bring a fight, I bring a fight. I, I don't. You you said the same thing twice. <laughs> Shane McMahon comes out and cues up Eli- Elias and Lashley to attack, and then we get a tag team match. Yeah, Shane even makes it. He makes it holla holla tag team match player. Well, that's what we get. Elias wearing blue jeans instead of his standard black jeans. Yes, interesting. I can appreciate look. that. Switch it up. Yeah. Uh, I've not missed Roman Reigns' corner clotheslines. Not a bit. No. No. Is it? Oh, God. Is it? Is it? Is it weird for me to say I've 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 not missed this Roman Reigns, the the guy who who exhorts people from the corner only to get the obvious hot tag, do all of his stuff, and I, I did victory. I did like when Miz stepped in and hit the last one though. That was good teamwork. Yes. It made a lot of sense. It that was, was, a, it was that a, was a good that was a good thing. A natural spot. The crowd went nuts for the it kicks, and then Elias does a rope walk meteor to pay homage to the goat Sasha Banks. Yes. Uh, Got to keep my the Sasha Banks stands happy. I, I like my job. Shane McMahon keeps getting involved in the match, and it ends up getting thrown out. So the two options here, apparently, here, here's what happened. A pointless match rendered more pointless. Yes. 30 minutes into the show. Un, like Just made the whole segment pointless. Shane McMahon got over, though. So he did something heelish to lead up to this match on Sunday. I get it. But you had Roman fly over the top and take everybody out. Exhilarating spot. Awesome. Maybe the best I've ever seen him hit that spot, to be quite yeah, honest with that was you. A, that was a good spot. So the two options were pointless to everybody but Shane McMahon and 50-50. I would have almost rather it ended with pointless for everybody except for Shane McMahon because then it, then it doesn't at least undo what Shane McMahon just did. Yeah. Hey, but, you know, Roman's got to stand tall in some way. That's just the way it works. I mean, there's a thing. Like, you say he got over. I mean, yeah, but I already wanted to see oh, him lose. Put him over, yeah, rather. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Uh, we, we will okay. be previewing this event on Tuesday, by the way, guys. Uh, Roman Reigns is facing Elias. Elias got DQ'd, so he didn't win. Roman Reigns didn't win, so he didn't win. 
it was it was to get it was to put Shane over a little bit more, and he still got a thing going on with Reigns too. Whatever. Honestly, if you eliminated this whole half hour from this show, I would say, man, that was an awesome raw because every almost everything else on this show. I looked at as building something. I mean, there was some pointless stuff like the AJ and Rollins promos. I'm like, man, I would have rather a video package aired. Yeah. Well, the video package did air. <clears throat> well, yeah. yeah, with nothing else. But other than this, really, I, I don't want to say counterproductive because it was what it was. But, man, I, you didn't miss anything if you missed this opening segment. Yeah, it's a weird deal. I mean, like, running back to the thing with Miz and Shane, I guess there was a kind of inconclusive finish to their Mania match, but I kind of was done with that feud at that point. Miz you know, attacked him with a chair on, on Raw, ran him, ran him out of the building. Okay, fine, we're done. Um, and, you know, they're feeding Elias to Reigns to keep him strong heading into whenever he's eventually becomes Universal Champion again. I mean, I understand all those things. It doesn't mean I have to like watching it. I think they should make him less corny. I don't know if it's his doing or their doing or whatever it is, but no, they the- they they want him to be Vin Diesel so bad. They want yeah. him to be they want him to be quiet, mysterious guy who has the the clever line, but that's just that just isn't him. Yeah, I mean, like as far as far as I, I again, I, I take nothing away nothing away from his in ring work, and I, I think the guy himself is doing a great job. The character they've written for him is just not compelling whatsoever i don't like watching it the the character backstage braun Strowman does not care about what he did to Sami Zayn, and is asked to come to shane mcmahon's office which he refers to as the principal's office Sami Zayn is back there complaining about wwe and their audience saying that they're responsible for this i love that Sami Zayn tied in braun Strowman's violence to this saying that they encourage braun to do this mm-hmm. if they didn't cheer him and encourage him then he wouldn't have done that. So he put the blame more on the crowd than he did Zay- than he did Strowman. And I kind of like that. It was consistent. Zayn wants Strowman's place in the Money in the Bank and even says, I'll fight Braun for it. I'll throw him in a trash can like he did me. Make it Falls Count Anywhere. This was fun. It made a lot of sense. It, at the time, I'm like, hey, okay, Zayn not a complete coward. Right. This is this is this is good. It it makes sense. Um the rap on Strowman's right bicep has uh, scared me a little bit. It was just a very, yeah. very odd thing to, to be there. Also, the fact that they're taking him out of this match, I don't know if that was always the plan, but it sure seems like, hey, go out looking like a monster and we're going to replace you um, You know, uh, in, in the match because of this arm thing. I just hope they don't announce after Sunday, oh, Braun Strowman needs a surgery on his bicep. Like I just, that would be bad. I would be too bad for him. But um, I, I, I did, I did like this. I like that Braun is is willing to absolutely um, put his place in, in on on the line. He's not doesn't afraid for anybody. And I like that um, Sammy's uh, does not appear to be afraid of Strowman in this match. I don't know if if that was if the plan all along was to have was knowing that Baron and Drew were going to come in and back him up in the match. We'll, we'll talk about later. Sure. But um, but it's it sure seemed like that might have been the plan to begin with. Yeah, Mojo Raleigh defeated Apollo Cruz. Uh, I had somebody say, "Oh, so they used one of the wild cards just to crush a car- Apollo Cruz." And I'm thinking, well, it can't always be someone coming in dominating and going over. I'm okay with that. I don't mind it one bit. Somebody using the wild card and then getting beaten doesn't well, bother me a tad. Yeah, that's. I mean that. Uh, 
getting beaten is fine. Um, and the wild card being used is okay. I mean, there are people on Raw that he could have beaten. Like it, it wasn't like sure. they had a, a long standing feud that was cut short by the by the superstar shakeup. They needed to put a bow on it. I mean, for example, um, Titus O'Neil was on main event tonight. He could have easily taken the loss, but instead he got the win. I don't Over- know if I trust Titus to take an Alabama slam these days. That's true. Um, but he got the win on main event over EC3. So that's oh. what they're doing with EC3 right now, having him lose to Titus O'Neil. Yeah. So mm. um, Mojo comes out wearing his weird hoodie thing, makes, makes him look like Mojo, Moji Wan Kenobi, like dark side. Thing. It was, I don't know. He's also sharpened so, all over his face. Like, so, yeah, it's weird. So who are the four this week? Elias, Reigns, Lacey, Apollo, right? Yeah. Oh, no, Lacey, no, Charlotte. Or Charlotte Apollo, yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is fine. Raleigh jumped all over Cruz after he tweaked his knee, so that gave a little bit of an excuse there. I, I like that, but I don't know what this does, but hey, got Raleigh on TV, he won. Yeah, later they did a thing that was on the, you know, only only on the internet where he does a, a monologue to his reflection backstage where he's, ref- he's laughing about, about winning. But he sees his reflection, he says, what are you laughing at? Because that's, yeah. that's how you write. Mental illness in, in WWE. It's that. Daniel Case in a super chat and says, covering the Big E Mama Lynch saga on Twitter. Uh, not really. Probably on listening to your boy, maybe. But it's funny. It is and funny. And Becky Lynch shooting down Jim Ross was also funny. Yeah. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that was entertaining. Big E making the most of uh, of his time off, including some very hilarious cameo videos. Yeah. He's staying relevant. Uh, that's good. I, I admire that. He, he's, yeah. he called into Busted Open Radio and talked about it, which was funny. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that was good. Uh, Becky Lynch was super over in London. Big Becky two belts chance. Uh, Lacey and Charlotte Flair are going to make great tag team champions one day, Alex. <laughs> yes, I suppose that's true. I mean, uh, that that literally, yeah. I think that's their demolition. That's WWE's demolition is Lacey <laughs> Evans and be. Charlotte. I mean, this this was though. This was basically the Spider Man pointing at Spider Man meme, except for one of the Spider Man was wearing a big fancy hat. Um, okay, I mean that's that's okay. I, I honestly, I mean, I like that Becky Lynch is acknowledging it, like your twin sister over there, blah blah blah. Like, I mean, it's Kristen, also playing off her base too. I mean, they're very right, smart right. to that idea. Absolutely. I mean, there's a certain thing that. I I don't I don't think I would notice so much the, about the the type of the big the tall leggy blonde um, if they weren't both of them getting the title shots on the same pay per view at the same time. Um, Lacey has some great presence, man. She does. She's she's very poised, which is which is her character, which makes sense. Uh, I really like it. I this is going to be a real test for her on Sunday. Oh yeah, because. I've said it time and time again. If you put Becky Lynch in there with a strong worker, she's going to have really great matches. If you put her in there with a not great worker, you're going to see some of those single leg drop kicks and they ain't going to look so hot. The bumping's going to be off a little bit. She's going to do that little jump up on the second rope, pat somebody with their foot thing, and it's not going to look good. Uh, I can say this about Lacey. She's aggressive in the ring. She makes it look like she's in a fight all the time, and I, I admire that. The crowd chants, who are you, at Lacey. And Charlotte would kind of giggle at Lacey, but Lacey would include Charlotte in some of these things. But they ended up attacking Becky and powerbombing her through the table. 
this was we haven't gotten to the other segment, but this was a a back to back women's segment. I think uh, right before this, the Alexa Nikki Cross thing that we're going to talk about happened. Yeah. Real good back to back segments. I thought. Yeah, this is this is good. All three women in this co- contract signing um, all played their parts really really well. Um, I joke about you know the fact that they're basically the same, but one of them wears a fancy hat. But they differentiated enough between the two of them in their character and stuff that it, that was not the case at all. Um, I, uh, and I, I, I thought it was all w- really well and good. Uh, Becky got to look, you know, um, like she was a fighting champ. Like if if it was her in there against either one of them, she she would probably take it. But her in there against both of them, they t- they take advantage of it. I think that's I think that's good. Um, looking forward to seeing uh, how where where all this goes. Um, would not be surprised at any of the things that can happen with Becky Lynch of, of her winning one, losing the other, winning both, but then having the man the bank uh, contract cashed in on her, losing both. Honestly, I honestly don't know where, where they're going, but that's good. I shouldn't know. I don't want to know ahead of time. I don't want it to be so obvious. This is good. So after this and throughout <laughs> – <laughs> throughout this show you see seth rollins backstage just talking to people including this really short felon i'm not trying to make fun of appearances or anything that's not what i do right. but you can tell that seth's like talking to him about stuff and it reminded me of the poker table and the 40 year old virgin <laughs> where seth is very clearly talking about becky lynch mm-hmm. and that little fella is like yeah you know it's like when you grab a woman's breast and it feels like a bag of sand because shortly after that, yeah. Seth is seen talking to Sarah Schreiber. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is an hour after Becky is put through a table. Yes, because, it's true. Yeah, you know, I broke the internet today. <laughs> like, your girlfriend just got viciously attacked. This is this is why their 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 hope to, to break the internet um, comes with some some problems. Because once you was once you establish that they're an item. Now we gotta what like Seth sort of run down to the ring and helped her and not protected her, but like at least checked on checked on. He should have kicked Lacey Evans' ass. I don't know about that, but he he could have run him off. He should have he should have stomped her, but only stomped the hat (laughs) off of her and then pointed at her like I I could have had you maybe. But I I was thinking maybe just check on her as she's in the rubble of a table. Maybe that. Because once you've established this thing, then you've kind of like got to follow through on it. Also, there's no chance this backfires horribly and they have a really acrimonious falling out and breakup uh, in a couple of years after they've already done like a, you know, middle of the ring WrestleMania proposal. There's no chance that could ever happen twice. And I mean, I'm I'm okay with them acknowledging relationships. It's okay if they break up eventually, but there's like nine or ten couples in WWE. Right. And... That happens. So why yeah. not? They don't have to be involved in a storyline together necessarily. They right. can even say, we stay out of each other's business to that regard, and I'd be okay with that. Cool. Um, we have a super chat from Wildboy87, one of our uh, loyal subscribers. It says, with the wild super shake card thingy happening, can the Money in the Bank winner cash in on either champion? And to what I say, why not? Somebody actually asked me that on a Q&A show last week, and they and I said, I don't know, but the answer is yes. And why is the answer yes? Because WWE will make the answer yes if they so choose at any given time. Right. The the answer is who knows? Absolutely, definitely not. 
whatever they decide on that day. Like I would, I would like it to be something like interesting and cool. Like the money in the bank contract winner is on raw and the SmackDown champion comes to raw as part of the wild card rule. And that's when the, when the contract, when the money, Mr. Money in the bank can make his move only then. Like, I think that'd be kind of interesting if like, if that kind of thing were to happen, but of course it won't, it'll just be like, you know, random thing that just happens. Seth Rollins cut a promo backstage. So did AJ Styles. There was nothing really said here. Nothing that hyped up the match. This is built on the fact that these two guys don't face each other very often. And, uh, I, I like that they that they included the fo- footage from the match from 2006. Yes, um, I love that. Or 15 years ago, as Seth Rollins put it. Um, 13. Yeah, there, whatever. Who's counting? Um, but I love that it was like me having that match with AJ Styles proved to everyone around me at the time that I could hang, that I could do this, really. <clears throat> and I think that's a really cool thing. And I would have loved if that had been part of this. Like if that had been part of this of this actual build to a championship match, as opposed to something he just told somebody after he said he broke the internet. Yeah. So sometimes when you burn it down, you don't want to just move on, Alex. No, it's true. You want to erect a new monument. Absolutely. You, you feel me? Sometimes yeah. after it's been burned down, you sift through the rubble and. You see something that remains, and you're like, "This isn't a lost cause. Let me rebuild. Let me let me let me get my penis real hard, Alex." Right? No, absolutely. That's what that's, I have to do. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard penises, right? And if you would like your penis to be very hard, Blue Chew is the way to go. I should have went into a litter robot segue there. Um, <laughs> we'd have got dropped like that. They'd have made me send back the litter box. Yep. Bluechew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Take them any time, day or night, even on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. Maybe you got your dream match. You've been waiting 13 years, but you don't want it to end in about 10 seconds. Why you take Blue Chew? Prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA and ships direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. They are better. They are cheaper. They are faster. And you can get them for free by using the code FIGHTFUL. Just pay $5 shipping. How about you guys hit them up right now over at Get Blue Chew on Twitter and say, hot damn, you know what? Next time I want a super hard penis, I'm coming to you because Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful told me so. We would appreciate it. I'd be remiss if I didn't add if you were exp- experiencing a burning down sensation uh, near your penis, consult your physician. Yeah, yeah, please do. Please do. Well, that dick will be on fire with Blue Chew. <laughs> Not literally, figuratively. You'll hit your shots. It'll bounce around, bounce around, and then when it hits right at the buzzer, man, the whole whole crowd will be behind you. So there was was wrestling on this show as well. Baron Corbin defeated Ricochet. 
I did not like the first bit of this match, and I don't know what happened through the commercial, but boy, did it pick up after that commercial. Uh-huh. It felt like these guys were in the ring for 15, 16 minutes, and having the crowd be – having a U.K. crowd really helped them retain it, retain that that audience. Uh, Corbin's ripcord slam is still neat. Not quite sure why Ricochet does a front roll and do the drop kick, but hey, uh-huh. to each his own. Uh, deep six doesn't get the finish, but – Corbin takes a super Frankensteiner and does it damn well. Yeah, I did. You you start to see how good Baron Corbin is when he mm-hmm. works at a pace with somebody like this, and he's not in there with Lashley and Elias and Drew and all these people. He it, it's the clash of styles. It's the old it's it's like the Coco Big Boss Man. If you got somebody in there that's the same as you, it's not going to work. But then you get two people together like this, and it works pretty well. Uh, this is good. A great finish into the end of days. A very protective move. I like that. Corbin grabs a ladder and gets pushed off of it. <laughs> Jesse Buckeye on Twitter like went off on Corbin and was like, why'd you do that? To make a point? The dumbest fucking point ever. You climbed a ladder. Yep. And then yep. he replied and said, I make really bad choices. <laughs> That's true. He does. We've seen it. Um, yeah. uh, I, I particularly liked... Uh, I love... Uh, when if you're going to have a big counter into your finishing move and you know that's going to be the spot that wins it, you got to build in earlier in the match that move you're going to counter being effective. So that tornado DDT, like swirl around thing into the DDT that... Um, uh, that- this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ricochet hit on him earlier in the match. He tried it again later, and Baron caught him for the, for the end of days. Like, I, I love that in-ring psychology, the way they built that match. Uh, I thought that was really great. And you're right. Um, Baron finds interesting ways of hitting that end of days on people all the time. Uh, he's he's better in the ring. People give him credit for it, And he's particularly great against guys this size because he can really manhandle them and make it look really good. And Ricochet, do I like Ricochet losing clean uh, here? Is there building him as, as, a, as a, you know, a major uh, focal point on Raw? No, but... That you can't get out of days. That's, that, the, you're not allowed yeah. to. You're not within, allowed to. Within the scope of this show, Ricochet is not special. No, nope. and I, I, th- that'll I, happen. I, I'd like him to be more special than sure. he is. He doesn't need to be the top guy, but I'd like him to be more special because because on this show he is special. Sometimes there just need to be people that always win. To be yeah. honest with you, that's yeah. how you keep him strong. Yeah. Astros J5 says, stay positive about Seth and Becky. No negativity. Yeah, okay. Wildboy87 says, hard penis Fightful shirt confirmed. It's not up on uh, shop.fightful.com yet, but hey, you never know. You never know. Up next, we had, or not up next, but earlier in the show, Alexa Bliss is backstage, and she was on the phone. She's lost her luggage, and she's going off on somebody on the phone talking about how she's a celebrity. A very timid Nikki Cross approaches. And Alexa cuts a hilarious promo about the travel. 
Nikki says that she feels like nobody's even noticed that she was on Raw for four weeks and says that she's willing to listen to Alexa and talk to her. Alexa is very grateful for this and says, you know what? Why don't you wrestle for me tonight since I can't? I don't have my gear. I really like this back and forth. It accomplished a lot of things. It explained why Alexa Bliss wasn't wrestling. It made a better use of Alexa Bliss than her wrestling, dare I say. Mm -hmm. It explained that Nikki Cross was and has been on Raw and has been ignored and explained the emotions that she was going through as a result. It showed a different size or side of Nikki Cross, uh, which we saw a little bit of on a digital clip last week. It showed a baby face and a heel acting like human beings to each other, which I kind of like. I like that as well. And it got Nikki Cross into a match that she otherwise didn't fit in. Man, I thought this did a whole lot of things at once. And it's very easy to do that in wrestling. And I thought they did it here. I want to know what you thought, Alex. Cautiously optimistic about... As with anything. Yeah, but I mean, like... That that the digital short um, interview thing from last week really scared me, because it was like, gosh, I've been losing a lot. Maybe it's time to come out of the darkness and into the light. And I was like, that doesn't sound like anything that Nikki Cross that we've known for several years would say, because all we've heard her say is going to come play with Nikki. Well, hey, she's getting she's college educated now, Alex. Uh, oh, yes, that. Yeah, that's true. Come on. I don't, know, I don't know if that's canon with Nikki Cross, the, the crazed Wolverine that we see in the ring. But what was interesting about this is that this uh, backstage thing with Lexa, like her trying to be like, I like the idea of like her trying to act like norm, like quote unquote, normal people act. That's what it read like to me is like, I am making a concerted effort to not be who I actually am, but I'm, I need to not be that because being that doesn't help me. And then in the ring, she immediately reverts back to being the crazy person. And that was really interesting to me is, is how that how that all will all fit in together. Um, and the fact that I was just because I'm so conditioned by the way WWE does stuff, I just thought she was going to push Alexa Bliss off the ladder. Like, I just thought that was because, you know, uh, the way that Vince writes women is they're all crazy. We'll turn on each other at the drop of a hat. They'll become best friends immediately. and then. Mortal enemies 20 minutes later. So I, I'm glad that didn't what well, wasn't the case. Um this this opens up a whole a lot of possibilities here. The friendship and then eventual uh breakup, I would assume, between Nikki and and uh Alexa Bliss is very cool. And it doesn't rely on the whole thing with Alexa had with Naya, where it was like, Hey giant woman, why don't you fight my battles for me? Like Nikki isn't the same kind of thing. So we'll see how that all works out, but I'm 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 definitely intrigued and looking to see where this goes. I love the inset promos before this match. If you're gonna yeah. have these people deliver campy dialogue, at least do it in a setting I'm familiar seeing campy dialogue in, which is an inset promo. Alexa Bliss comes out for commentary. Corey Graves popped me as he could be seen clearing a path for Alexa Bliss. <laughs> And the angle, the low angle, where you just see Corey Graves looking down and the lighting is behind him, but you can just see like his silhouette, like moving shit out of the way for Alexa Bliss to sit down. That was really, really good. Every time the camera catches him over these past few weeks or however long it's been, and it's buzz cut Corey Graves, 
my, my mind is like, blah, blah. it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm, I, I don't know when I'm going to get used to it. Eventually I will. But every time I don't see him with the swoopy swoop, it's very, it's very odd to me. Man. So she comes out uh, uh, for commentary. Dana Brooke gets hit with the old ass buster, the Bubba bomb. And I like that Naomi held her in the full Nelson after that, because why wouldn't you? You haven't applied. I love that Natalia tried to do her step over there too. That was smart. Uh, Naomi, we talk about her on nights and off nights. This was an on night for Naomi. She does a great spinning body press onto the pile. Based on the spoilers I saw, I thought this would be a showcase for Nikki Cross. I couldn't have been more wrong. This was a showcase for oh, Naomi. Yeah, I, well. and, and especially, well, yeah, it was a showcase, as you were saying, for all the women. But yeah. I looked at Naomi and I looked at Dana Brooke doing yeah. that dive off that ladder. Yeah. That, that was the ad for the ladder match. Was yes, Dana no, Brooke doing that? No, that's the reason that you have these women in a match that is going to involve a ladder in some way is so that when you have the, the video package leading up into the Money in the Bank match, you have a spot. And the fact that they chose Dana Brooke, you're going to do the spot in this thing that's going to be like in slow motion to like prove to people via the video package to show them what the, what they're in store for during the pre-show on Sunday. That's cool. And I mean, I don't know. Is that the – I mean, I don't want to sell her short, but it felt like the in-ring – pinnacle of Dana Brooks WWE main roster career is that dive right there proving that she's she's fearless and is absolutely willing to do whatever she whatever she can to put over this match and her being in it it is something that I've been mentioning for months now that when Dana Brooke is in the ring these days she doesn't do anything to make me think that she's not good anymore true that used to happen all the time yeah I used to see Dana Brooke in the ring and we would go man she wasn't ready for that call up it's been limited in-ring work over the past several months, but nothing has made me say Dana Brooke's not good. Now, I haven't had a real opportunity to watch Dana Brooke in an extended match. Uh, full disclosure, I don't watch main event. It's the only WWE show I don't right, watch. Right. UK, Worlds Collide, 205 Live. There is nothing less consequential than main event, which is why when people get beat on there, I'm not as concerned as I should be. Yeah. Because they, it's literally never mentioned again. Well, that's the thing Ever. is that the 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 catalyst for Nikki Cross becoming this version of Nikki Cross was a loss to Peyton Royce on main event, which they so, never mentioned again. Which they never mentioned again. <laughs> but it's but it's but if you if she talks about it after she loses to Peyton Royce, she says, "I just lost Peyton Royce at main event, and that's why I need to change myself in this little backstage thing." So if you're actually consuming all of their media, there there may actually be through lines from main event to their backstage interview, to the next time they're over on Raw. There may actually be. I don't know, because I'm never going to watch main event again, but, you know. Isn't main event what got you your job here? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Naomi hit a spinning, or the split-legged moonsault on Natalia. Uh, Nikki Cross hit the purge, which is known as the au revoir to those mm-hmm. who watched wrestling literally 15 years ago and remember yep. it from La Resistance. Uh, she gets the win. That's something. The fact that you've got three women who are going to be in that Money in the Bank match in this. None of them win, but Nikki Cross does. And then Alexa Bliss, a heel, says, I picked her. She yeah. won. I picked her. And yeah. comes out and celebrates on the ladder. And Nikki Cross is like, yeah, yeah. 
that there's a lot of ways they could go with this. Yep. Here's hoping they go with any of them, Alex. Yes, yes, and not just let this die on the vine. Yep. I mean, I there there are so many ways. There's so many ways. Uh, Nikki Cross feels thankful that Be- that Alexa Bliss gave her this spot and feels indebted to her. I would love that. I would love Nikki Cross as a crony because man, is that just built for a turn yep. for one way or another? Lots lots of good stuff to be done. And, you know, I, I've mentioned in the past there aren't a lot of women on this Raw roster that can work their asses off that they haven't already given a chance to. Yeah. And I said that because I didn't know what show Nikki Cross was on. I know what show she's on now. She's got a story. I'm ready for it. Yep. Cesaro interrupts Rey Mysterio backstage and says this isn't bring your kid to work day, which I liked. And Ray's like, yeah, but Dominic's been training. And Leo Rush somewhere has got to be like, man, I just should have had my wife train. If <laughs> <laughs> he's bringing his kid around everywhere, yeah, that's true. Cesaro then insinuates that Dominic is not Ray's son, and then a not a fight, a fight scene breaks out. They yeah. choreograph this. Alex. That's good. That's good. Yeah, the the punch into the in the gut, and then the shove from Cesaro back uh, Ray back into the lockers. Oh, he lands right next to a, a Samsonite small rolling luggage. I'm going to throw that at Cesaro. Cesaro's going to catch it, toss it aside, and we're going to fight. Oh, no, Fit Finley's here to pull me off. Okay, cut. Back to one. Try this again, guys. Um, that was good. Uh, we- one, of, one of our viewers says he was playing the role of Jason Statham, and that is exactly what I thought when I watched yeah. that. Yeah, it's good. They had a pretty good match. Honestly, I, I would put Ricochet and Baron's match above this, but I still had a fun time watching this. They They did a lot of counters that didn't really go into anything, but some of them did. Uh, Samoa Joe had also cut a selfie promo. That guy needs some Flonase because he is sniffing all the time. <laughs> I am worried about Samoa Joe's allergies. Yeah. well, he's... And his cardio is even more impressive considering that he has those presumably, they're not seasonal allergies, Alex. No, no. They're year round. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, no, it's not, it's not a good look. It's a very, very, it's a very sniffly, sniffly guy. Um, uh, it somehow works for him. Like it makes him even more menacing. Take your vitamin C, my man. But it's good. It's yeah. He's uh, he, oh, woof. Tesaro keeps Ray on his shoulders all the way outside of the ring out of like a victory roll position, then swings him into the barricade. This is a really good combo. It's a really powerful guy uh-huh. and a guy who can uh, capitalize off of that power expertly, Alex. Yeah, no. Uh, Cesaro is ridiculously talented. He can do whatever you ask of him. Um, he's it's 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 odd to me. He's he's now um, not doing stuff with Sheamus, um, and yet still doing. I mean, the bar I guess still exists. So he is coming out to Sheamus's old music, uh, the bar's music, but it was Sheamus's music before. I'd like to see him go back to 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 the to the ambulance thing if he's going to go out and do a singles match where Sheamus is nowhere on the show. Uh, but I, I, I did love uh, the, the, the Into the Barricade spot, but particularly because it was quickly into one and then all the way around, like like 270 degrees into the other barricade on, on the corner there. That was really good. Um, I, I liked all this. I, I, I felt like there was a lot of good counters um, that, that felt like, okay, these guys have each other scouted because they're – they've been doing this for a long time and know each other's moves even if uh, before they do. 
Some great counters out of spots here and a Cesaro swing. He is over in London. He goes for a 619 and gets tangled up. <laughs> but that, the plan was to not hit it anyway. Ray wins with a 619 and a frog splash. I'm okay. Ray's got a match this Sunday that honestly, I feel like it's already been done to death. I've seen him and Joe in the ring so much over the last few months. I'm like, why'd they bring them over to Raw to just continue some stuff that was going on on SmackDown? Yeah. 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 Then we get, for the money in the bank slot, Sami Zayn defeating Braun Strowman falls count anywhere. I loved this. I loved the different setting. It took us somewhere that we don't go all the time. They're doing it more often. But Sami Zayn is mega over, and then he runs the hell away. (laughs) Yeah. As he probably should. Uh, Braun follows him to the concourse, and Corbin interferes immediately, because why wouldn't he? Right. No, this this makes perfect sense. No disqualification. Braun has to be one of the most dangerous guys in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Not obviously because he won last year, but if you remember that match, like people were hitting him with ladders, and he was like, what is this? Like a, a pool noodle? Like it, 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 he, he shrugged off stuff. He was breaking ladders left and right. If you have a chance to get that guy out of the ladder match, you do it. And that made perfect sense for Baron to get involved and then later uh, Drew as well because also both those guys hate Braun. Um, what I'm interested in seeing is how much of this is them working together with Sammy and how much of it is just using Sammy to get, to get Braun out of there which would open up the door for them underestimating Sammy and Sammy having a run, maybe even getting, I don't know if he wins it, but then he sneaks in behind them as they're bickering and gets a, gets a couple of fingertips on that briefcase for a spot. Lots of people tell me I forgot Firefly Funhouse. Didn't forget shit, homeboys. I don't do these in order. Uh, this is this is good stuff. I, I like a different setting. Strowman throws Corbin into a merch stand. Zane like suplexed Strowman through a table. That was cool. Yeah. I like that. Uh, the zooms were a little much on Corbin hitting with the trash can, but yeah, well, especially since it's a plastic trash can. Yes, very obviously. Well, they may may have needed them. Uh, yeah. Zayn gets thrown into the garage door, which always looks good every time they throw somebody. And I wonder, I gotta ask somebody, how much clearance do they get? Because there has been some damage done to these garage yeah, doors. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some dents happening. Um, the 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 best part about it is that they somebody figured this out. When you run into one of those things, it makes a lot of noise. And the yeah. noise is really what makes it work. It's the same thing with the clangy poles. The clangy poles that hang out backstage all the time, I don't know what they're actually used for, but if you knock them over, they go bang, ding, 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 boom, 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 and they make everything sound more real. Strowman fights back. He drops a cooler on McIntyre. <laughs> I love that he sold how heavy it was. Yes. He was it up. That's the only thing that saved that because, it, again, that's a very plastic cooler. It does well, not I mean, like the thing is, we saw the drinks spill out of it. That's true. That is true. This, so, I mean, there were probably – It's probably were, heavy, but, but yeah. not exactly sharp or, or um, you know. Yeah. Strowman got DDT'd on a chair still. McIntyre had to make Zane cover. There were elements of this where it didn't look like Sammy was as clued in, but I, I am waiting to find that out. Like, maybe we'll learn some more. Three on one on the stage. Corbin and Drew double suplex Strowman and then hit a Claymore. Corbin drags Zane onto Strowman and all three pin Braun as they should. Mm-hmm. It's one of those situations where Braun didn't lose a damn thing by losing. And in fact, he looked really strong because it took a whole lot to beat him. 
Yeah, I I loved the spot of two guys suplex him through the ladder. And then he's on that ladder and out for the count of like two and a half. And then just rolls over and starts to get up again. And 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 McIntyre's first response is not, I'm going to put you down now, big man. His first response is, holy crap, what the hell do I have to do? Um, and then he, then he quickly says, oh, wait, I have this foolproof finisher move that I'm going to use on him. Uh, and he does. And, it, it, and, and Braun sold it really well. The three of them pinned him. And I love what happens at the end. At the, the end is still great because, again, if you're going to lose, if you want to keep this guy looking strong, that's the best way to do it because, yes, all that stuff did was just make him angry. He took a, he took a short nap, and he woke up pissed off. That he did. He put Zane through the table, and that was a wrap. Let's yeah. get Zane into the match and Braun out of it. We can only speculate as to why. I've not heard anything. To be honest with you guys, I don't get a lot of answers back on <laughs> the European tour. Yeah, probably not. There are some people who, quite frankly, don't have that international texting plan <laughs> on their phone. But uh, I heard about a rap battle that I'm going to post about on <laughs> Select this week. You got to pay for that one, guys. Yeah, uh, We'll talk about it on tomorrow night's SmackDown show. Uh, elsewhere on this show, you had the Revival saying that they, they're going to be taken seriously. The embarrassments will end. I doubt it. They challenge the Usos to a match. Alex, any thoughts? Um, I mean, no. It's it's. I, I was I was thankful they didn't do anything else on the show. Like they certainly had the time. They showed that four and a half minute uh, Roman Reigns retrospective where they completely retconned what Why happened. Why did they Royal need Rumble. that? They're, yeah, gonna, that was gonna, weird. They're gonna show. They're gonna show that thing every week for as long as they want to to like. Make us love Roman again. I mean, I, it's a weird, it's a weird flex with this whole thing of like, just allow us to love him organically. Don't push it on us again for another time. Like, we don't want to hate this guy, but if you're being, you're being really pushy. Um, but I, but I, but I was saying is that um, I was I was surprised pleasantly so that maybe the embarrassments at least are taking a week off, and that's nice. I'd like to see them never never happen again, but um, but yeah, after, after the Usi hot, it was it was time to take a week off. I'm okay within the scope of a story and, and really telling something, but that wasn't what this that's no. what wasn't what these were. No, we got Firefly Funhouse and an interesting look for Bray Wyatt. What did you think, Alex? The Funhouse thing, um, I'm I'm. All in. I'm all in on this and this 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 iteration of who who Bray Wyatt is. I've 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 long been a huge fan of 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 what that guy can do. Um, again, I'll always go back to this. There was one magical night where he became chaotic neutral, and he did not care who he was with. They teamed him up with Roman Reigns. And there was against against uh, you know against Sheamus and Alberto Del Rio, and uh, at one point he's pinning Del Rio, and Sheamus gets in and like he was shooting Reigns out of his finger gun, points at Sheamus and and Reigns hits him with a spear. It was just amazing. I don't know where they were going with him because he left that night on the European tour and in Italy he hurt his ankle and we never picked up on that thread again. 
There were there are so many fits and starts with this guy that he could have been something. But what does he actually do? He's an audiovisual geek. Some so, some yeah. of it is self-imposed. He, he got a little heat on himself last that's, year that's and and this, got himself in an accident. But yeah, this new thing is so wildly different. People are asking, is he gonna is he gonna wrestle in the mask? By the way, the mask is some crazy smiley clown thing. Yeah, uh, we're real excited to hear Impact stands compared to Crazy Steve. Come on, it's 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 completely new for him. I totally believe it. I love the idea that when he says, um, "I can go to a dark place, but it's okay. I know how to control it." Like that's those are those are famous last words for these types of characters in horror movies and comic book movies and things like this. There's all kinds of things open to him. So the idea that, as I was saying, that the Firefly Funhouse is kind of a window into his madness where he's like balancing the good and the bad and figuring out how far he can go tilting towards one or the other. There's so many things open. And I believe that this guy has can be if he can be in at least mostly not full control but mostly control of where this character goes the it's wide open but as jimmy van said on twitter okay you've rebuilt him now i want to see more from this guy whereas a long time but for a while you didn't want to see him ever on tv now you have to start putting him over actual talents and get him to a place where he's protected and he's in a feud for a real title like actually Progress this thing. Don't do in fits and starts. Like, get this guy moving because you have to capitalize on what this was tonight. That was raw. I thought it was a pretty damn good raw, especially the last two and a half hours. Really, really enjoyed that. Uh, This past weekend, UFC 237, a lot of good MMA this weekend. Bellator 221 as well. Just an amazing night of MMA. Uh, A little update. Fightful MMA podcast is Tuesday at noon this week, uh, but I had a full cut, full breakdown of the weekend's fights. Did you happen to see Jack Swagger's second fight, Alex? Uh, I did. I, I saw the end of it, but most my fair part was the way was the way in the, the thing. It looks like they pulled some guy off the street and said, "Yeah, hey, you want to fight Jack Swagger?" And the guy was like, in between mouthfuls of Cheetos, was like, "Sure, why not?" So there, there are often times when. I use MMA as a good example when people say, oh, he looks like a middle schooler. Why is he wrestling? Some you know idiots on Twitter that will say that. Yeah. Uh, don't need to give him any publicity. Or some will say, oh, they don't look like a wrestler. And I'm like, what, what does a wrestler look like? A uh, little shout out here. Jack Swagger's 239 pounds. He's not some 300-pound roided-up no. freak. Uh, and very rarely do big dudes like that perform well. Needless to say, I ain't using his opponent for any examples anytime soon. (laughs) That guy got slaughtered. I mean, I was seriously concerned, and fortunately for him, he was facing a guy that was going to take him down and submit him. Uh, Swagger's going to fight a couple more times this year. Oh, my God. I don't know what the hell was going on there. Like, I almost, in my mind, think that Bellator picked him, like, hoping that people would be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. That's what they do. A little housekeeping here, guys. I did not report that Sheamus was retiring. Anybody who said that did not listen to what was said on the Q&A show. You hear there's a lot of second and third hand stuff, and I always make sure I'm pretty clear 
in what I'm saying. What I said on that Q&A show is there were many last year that were surprised he was still wrestling this year and didn't think he was going to make it through WrestleMania because of his stenosis, but he got in really great shape and worked on it. I do not know what Sheamus' future is. Anybody reporting that I said that Sheamus was retiring did not listen to that uh, appropriately. If you want answers like that, subscribe to Fightful Select. It's super neat. Uh, Also, as I get off of this podcast, I'm going to watch this Tom McGee documentary. Are you familiar with this situation, and do you have any interest? I've I've read about it. I'm certainly interested in seeing what the WWE spin on this whole thing is, Um, because what I've heard from is certainly uh, for people who are outside of the WWE, you know, corporate structure. So we'll see how those two things jive up. But um, I'm definitely interested in seeing uh, uh, the footage. I would encourage you guys before you watch this to check out other matches of McGee that are on video because I don't know that I've not seen the Bret Hart Tom McGee match but the story behind this is Vince McMahon saw Tom McGee has athletic ability and how he looked quite frankly he looked real close to Kenny Omega plus about 30 pounds of muscle right could do a backflip off the top rope into the ring and saw what he could do with Vince, with Bret Hart and said oh my god that's my next Hogan but the thing is he wasn't no, he sure wasn't. In fact, no. he was terrible. Yeah, uh, very excited to check out that documentary. Uh, lots of cool stuff coming up on Fightful next week. Myself, Andrew Thompson at Starcast at Double or Nothing. Lots of cool stuff there, guys. If you're in Vegas, let me know. We're gonna do something there, maybe a meetup. I don't know yet. We'll see how it all pans out. Leave us a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe. Go Raptors. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.